0: It usually begins with a dream, a God-sized dream. Pastor Johnny in Costa Rica had such a dream. He and the church leadership felt led by the Lord to purchase a specific property just outside of their community of San Pedro de Palas in Costa Rica. They prayed and they prayed for months. And finally, they received the news they had only hoped for, an alabaster offering to be used to help with the down payment of their land. For many years, they worshipped there in the open air under some trees. Then they added a metal roof to shelter some folks from the sun. It took many years to pay off the property, but at last it was done. Through many stages of growth and construction, the Poas Church has become a beacon in the community. They're known for their compassion and love for their community. Their newest ministry is a child care facility for those who most need it. From Pastor Johnny's dream of owning property up until today, God has blessed the Poas Church of the Nazarene as they continue to serve him faithfully. And it all started with an alabaster offering. district is the only one of the 15 districts that does not have a home or office for the district superintendent. This is a financial drain on the district since they pay rent for an apartment. Thankfully, they have property and they began the construction, but with economic downturns, the funds were not there to continue. The dream seemed to be impossible. 2020, after much prayer and seeking of the Lord, God bless the Old Make-A-District with an alabaster offering to help them get started once again on the building project. Now in 2021, the house has a roof and more work is being done each week. In addition to alabaster, the district has been supported by five churches in the USA who are each providing an offering for various amounts to complete this project. 2021 is looking bright for the Omega District, thanks to Alabaster and offerings from folks like you. These are just two of numerous stories of how the Alabaster Fund has helped and is currently helping with the purchase of property and the construction of buildings on the mission field. Everyone's little bit makes a huge difference. Did you know that churches around the world give to Alabaster, too? With everyone working together all across the globe, more people can have the opportunity to learn about Jesus and become his disciple. Thank you for your offering to Alabaster.
1: So amazing. Welcome to Cross Community this morning. Uh, That is our alabaster offering. Uh, I personally have been in Costa Rica when they were starting that project. And so that is just so dear to my heart to know that Pastor Johnny had a dream. And uh, to see it in full fruition now because of alabaster offerings. So what a blessing it is. And today we are collecting those boxes. So we hope that you brought them. We have a large box here at the front. And so during our greeting and uh, welcoming time, we would love for you to bring up your alabaster offering as an offering to the Lord as well as to bless these churches around the world Uh, So thank you for being a part of that. Also, if you don't have a box, we'll be doing this again in September. So we would love for you to pick up a box, and you can fill it up from now until September, and we'll do the same thing over again. And so it is just a blessing to be a part of the Church of the Nazarene. Amen? Amen. And we have power and heat. woo Thank you, Jesus. We are so blessed for our consumer's energy and our spectrum uh, workers that have worked and still working uh, to this day uh, for those that are without power and heat and Internet. So thank you for those that are watching online. We hope you have power somewhere. And if you don't, uh, we will be open this week from 9 to 4. So if you need a warm place to stay, charge your phones. We don't have showers, can't help you there, but uh, we would love to host you this week, if you still are without power. Uh, Also, uh, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for being the church this week and uh, helping others, helping people around you, helping us here uh, throughout the week and weekend. Uh, It cannot happen without you. You are the church outside this building, and we want to say thank you. Uh, for that, uh, today Pastor Jeff is going to be meeting with our 18 to 27 year olds. Today is Taco Bar Day, so we would love for you to stay for lunch. We'll be meeting in Room 103, right across the hall. Uh, and then also, we have a digital connect card. You have a QR code right there. Uh, there's also a yellow card in your pew. We would love to know that you're here with us. Welcome if you are new. And we're just so glad that you're a part of Cross Community. And those that are online, we're so glad that you're watching with us uh, this morning. But today we are launching. Here we go. We're launching above and beyond our growth series for Lent. Uh, This will go from now until Easter, and we'll be journeying through those uh, response, uh, outreach, worship, teaching and training, hospitality, and today, generosity. Uh, So we would love... We're excited about that, and uh, I think that's it. Uh, You can stand up and greet one another this morning and say, I'm so glad there's power in the house of the Lord.
2: Well, good morning. We're so glad you're here this morning. Thankful for the power. I was one that didn't have it. We had a generator, but it still made me realize, you know, when I was young, we didn't have power. It's like you just lit the oil lamps and you just didn't watch TV. We have gotten so used to all the electronics. It was kind of nice just to sit back and say, you know what? I don't need that right now. But the evidence of of the Lord's presence with us and protecting us. And even though we're going through a little inconvenience right now, we know he's going to take care of us. So join with us as we sing, talking about the evidence of God's goodness in our life. All throughout my history, your faithfulness. Has walked beside me. The winter storms made way for spring. In every season, from where way-
3: chapter 5, and this is from the message. You know the story of how Adam landed us in the dilemma we're in. First sin, then death, and no one exempt from either sin or death. That sin disturbed relations with God in everything and everyone.
1: But the extent
3: of the disturbance was not clear until God spelled it out in detail to Moses. So death. This huge abyss separating us from God dominated the landscape from Adam until Moses. Even those who didn't sin precisely as Adam did by disobeying a specific command of God still had to experience this termination of life, this separation from God. But Adam, who got us into this, also points ahead to the one who will get us out of it. Yet the rescuing gift is not exactly parallel to the death-dealing sin. If one man's sin put crowds of people at the dead-end abyss of separation from God, just think what God's gift poured through one man, Jesus Christ, will do. There's no comparison between that death-dealing sin and this generous, life-giving gift. The verdict on that one sin was the death sentence verdict on the many sins that followed was this wonderful life sentence. If death got the upper hand through the one man's wrongdoing, can you imagine the breathtaking recovery that life makes? Absolute life in those who grasp with both hands this wildly extravagant life gift, this grand setting everything right that the one person, Jesus Christ, provides. Here it is in a nutshell. Just as one person did it wrong and got us in all of this trouble with sin and death, another person did it right and got us out of it. But more than just getting us out of trouble, he got us into life. One man said no to God and put many people in the wrong. One man said yes to God and put many in the right.
4: of our prayer, and we invite you to take whatever posture allows you to remain in His presence. We want to go to Him as we begin this Lenten season. We were supposed to begin on Wednesday, I was all excited, but we stayed at home. Some of us in the dark, (laughs) some of us a little colder, putting on more sweaters and some of us had heat, but we enter into this time which I believe for us is going to be a season of growth. If I had been able to speak to you on Wednesday, I was going to talk about how this season puts you back in humanity. This season puts you back in humility. We look for God to search us and Show us who we are as human beings. And this season puts you back in hungry. Not just hungry because we might be fasting or giving something up, but hungry for what God has for us in this season. And so I'm excited for us to to lean into all that God has for us in these next weeks together as we look at what God wants to do above and beyond when it comes to growth i'm excited to share with you this week and uh and these coming weeks together but let's go to the lord in prayer invite him to open our hearts and really lean into what he's going to teach us that we want to know the truth that we have to let go in order to grow and it's going to be an exciting time so let's go to him in prayer this morning father we are so grateful That we could gather today because we have electricity and heat. We're so grateful for those small comforts that we have today that allow us to gather. So we thank you for those things, those gifts that you have enabled us to partake in today. And yet, just as grateful as we are for those gifts Just this small time without them reminds us of the many in our nation and around the world who do not have access to those gifts. So help us not to be so consumed with our small inconvenience that we know will be taken care of in the next few days. That we forget about our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. And other places around the world who are struggling with the same weather without access and no certainty of when that will be turned on. May it turn our hearts to pray for them, to remember them. May it turn our hearts towards the homeless in our own community who for whatever reason don't have access to that. May we be willing to give, to bring in for our food pantry. May we go with extras that we have of hats and gloves and and give them out that others might experience warmth. Teach us how to truly live our faith by helping those in our community. God, thank you for our uh, first responders. We think of the family of this firefighter who lost his life trying to protect others from a downed power line. And so we pray for his family, that you would surround them and comfort them. We pray that your church would pray for this family and support them and help them as they begin this season of grief out of tragedy. God, we're grateful for our first responders. Continue to protect them as the power line men and women are out. Just protect them in their tiredness. We're thankful for their commitment to helping us in their line of work. We pray that you would protect and bless them. Lord Jesus, we pray for the sick in our community, that you would touch them. We pray... For Sherry, that you would continue to heal her body and touch her body. We pray that you would help her. We pray for Barb Morris. Just continue to surround her with your presence. Thank you for helping her to get to her daughters when their power went out. Your provision is amazing. Now, God, we want to worship you through giving our tithes and offerings. We're so grateful that you have enabled us to earn a living. And everything we have comes from you. And we want to give what you have asked us to give back to you, that tithe. And we want to to give more because you have so blessed us. So we pray that you would take our tithes and offerings, things like alabaster and the building fund and all those other ways that we give extra, that you would use them, bless them, break them, multiply them, send them out into our community and into our world. For you have been so generous to us. Help us to be generous like you to others. For we pray and we ask and we give all of these things in the name of your generous Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And all God's people here and online said, Amen, Amen. Well, now is the time that we worship the Lord through giving our tithes and offerings. There are a few ways you can do that. You can uh, put something in the offering kiosk right outside the double doors in the lobby if you're here in the building. You can mail something to our physical location at 5625 Oakland Drive, Portage, Michigan. The zip code is 49024. Or you can scan that QR code that's on the screen behind me or on your screen at home. And that will take you right to our website, c 3 Click on online giving and it will walk you through that safely and securely. However you choose to give, may God bless you as you give and thank you for your continued giving. Go ahead and take them out. However you get them. Book form, electronic form, app form. Open them up to Ephesians chapter 3. Our entire series for Lent is going to be kind of surrounding or this, this ver, these couple of verses are going to be guiding us and leading us. And, and it probably would be a good practice over this season of Lent to memorize these two verses. I think it will be helpful in your daily life but will also always bring us back as the Holy Spirit challenges us in some of these ways. And so if you have this memorized already, maybe memorize the chapter before. It's good stuff. But this is a wonderful blessing, and we'll look at that here in just a second. But how many of you are glad to be warm today right here in this building? Yes, good. It has been quite a week, hasn't it? I'm just so grateful. Uh, My neighbors have a giant, very mature silver maple tree, and they had a big branch fall off in the middle of the night. Thankfully, it missed the garage and the house and came down right in between. Now our small little chain link fence, not so much, but it's not the house. (laughs) So I'm grateful, but I'm glad all of you are here. I hope if you're watching online, you have uh, warmth where you are, and uh, or that it will be coming on in the next day or two. But during Lent, we're going to be journeying into and asking God to lead us in growth. And because you see that all of the letters are capitalized with a period in between them, you probably know that each one of those letters is going to stand for something. And so let's just look at it very quickly here. Uh, we're looking at growth, generosity, response, outreach, worship, Training and hospitality. That God uses all of these things in order to bring growth to Christian, to followers of Christ, and to the church. And so each week we will be looking at one of those topics. Generosity, response, outreach, worship, training, and hospitality. And I'm praying that as we look into these, And as we remember our verse that we're going to get to here in a second, we'll begin to see God lead us into some deep, deep growth in all of these categories that will deepen our understanding of who he is and who he is calling us to be here in the Portage and Kalamazoo uh, area and communities. So, Here's our verse. Are you ready? I think this is going to be fun, and in fact, I want you to read it aloud. Uh, if you want to read it off the screen, you don't have a Bible here, you can. But let's read this aloud together. Ready? One, two, three. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us, To Him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is the Word of God for the people of God, both here and online, and our response is, thanks be to God. All right. Well, today we begin right at the very beginning of our acronym, GROWTH, with Generosity, the G. And what is generosity? It's probably good just to define it uh, before we get into talking more deeply about it. Generosity is a posture of openness with valuable commodities given to help those who need or could use those commodities to benefit their lives. I think that's a pretty good definition of what generosity is all about. That posture of openness with the valuable commodities given to help others, to benefit their lives. And this comes not just because it's something we ought to do, but because we say that we follow a God who is generous. God is generous. Did you know that all of creation from the very beginning is an overflowing creative generosity of God? That God looked out and and out of His great love, He created all that there is and generously, generously made a place that would be sustainable for your life and for my life. All that we have, every breath that we take, we believe is a generous gift of this generous God. And he continues to show his generosity over and over. Even when we broke creation and broke relationship with God, God's generosity said that is not going to be the final word. And so we have this probably one of the most famous scriptures in all of the Bible. We see, read it with me, one, two, three... For God so loved the world that He gave, that's generously, His one and only Son. God's generosity could not be stopped by the brokenness of our sin. God has never stopped being generous. He didn't just give and that was it. He continues that generosity throughout generations all the way to today. In fact, in another place where Paul was writing to another church in Corinth, this is the message translation, Paul writes, God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything more than just ready to do what needs to be done. As one psalmist puts it, he throws caution to the winds, giving to the needy in reckless abandon. His right living, right giving ways never run out. They never wear out. God is generous. And we need to remember that. Because this is the God we claim to serve. This is the God that we see in Jesus. This is the God that as christians we are called little Christs. did you know that's what christian means little christ so we are called to model to exemplify generosity out into our world so why are we starting with generosity it's not just because it's the first letter in growth The reason why we start with generosity is because you cannot grow until you're willing to let go of things. And today we're going to look at that when it comes to be generous. To live generously is to hold things loosely and to let go of some things. Uh, Generosity also drives all the other parts of growth. I mean, think about this. Stingy people do not respond to the needs of others. They're too concerned with their own personal needs. Stingy people don't do outreach because they're, they're just fine with The people I know and and what what I have right here in front of me, that's what I'm satisfied with. Stingy people don't have time to worship because worship means we have to give something of ourselves, of our time, of our talent. It's, It's something that I have to give into. Stingy people don't want training on how to sacrificially love others, which is the life of a Christian. And stingy people don't want to give towards the hospitality for others. Just want my own comfort, my own thing. You see, it's generous people who lean into responding to needs, who who do outreach, who worship, who receive training or give training to help us learn to live as Christ lived, and who are hospitable, who welcome others who are new or different. Generosity drives all the other areas of growth. So it's important. That's why we start there. Our faith in Jesus is expressed through generosity, through generous living. So I want to stop here just right off the bat. I want to say, although we will talk about money today, generosity is not all about money. I want you to say that out loud with me so that I know you heard me say it. Are you ready? One, two, three... Generosity is not all about money. Example number one, we can be generous with our time. And we are called to be generous with our time. Now I know time is a valuable commodity. And we are so busy. We have so many devices that are supposed to make life easier, and yet they wind up filling up most of our time with silliness and busyness. But we are called to be generous with our time. A couple of ways that we can be generous with our time is, is time with God. We we are called to, to spend time in the presence of this one who has been so generous to us, to learn and, and to hear his voice calling us. We do that through reading scripture, through praying. This is important for us to be generous with our time with God. We can also be generous with our time with others. I have seen it on this wintry week. That tree branch that I just told you about that fell between my neighbor's house and mine. All of a sudden, here comes Keith Hurt who shows up at my house with a chainsaw. Because I wasn't thinking and I almost purchased an electric chainsaw that you had to plug in I actually picked it up at Lowe's and was carrying it up and it dawned on me I have no electricity but I got home and Keith was there and he was generous with his time to cut up that thing and he was able to meet my neighbor who might need him to come and tarp his roof because the branch did hit his house I have heard, and I'm so proud as a pastor, to hear of how people put out needs. I need a generator. I've got one, and I've got power. You can have my generator. And my house is open. I'll come get your your uh, phones, and I'll charge them at my house. And and then when you come pick them up, I'm going to have cookies for you. I heard about this. You know who you are. That's generosity of time. That is looking to the needs of others. But let's move on. We can also be generous with our talents. God has given us abilities and things that we can do. And God calls us to live generously with the ways that He has blessed us. Sometimes those talents are used for God's glory. How many of you appreciate the, the men and women who take time every week to sing and use their gifts and their talents to lead us in worship, to, to practice their instruments. Nicole spends time praying and thinking about what songs will go with where we're going. And, and, and how many of you appreciate that they give of their
1: talents
4: for God's glory? That's good. They're, they're being generous in all that they have been blessed with. There are other ways that we can we can use our talents for others' benefits. I've already mentioned some. Whoever baked cookies, I'm sure, have a talent for baking cookies. Had it for someone else. Keith has a talent to tarp things up and know how to do all of that handyman stuff. And he used that. To bless others. Some of you are good at organizing. And some of you are good at at getting with people who are in need. Like our food pantry. and, And getting all of that together. That's the way we use our talents for God's glory and for others' benefits. You can be generous with your talents. That is good. And finally, of course, we get here, we can be generous with our treasure. Now, I want to say this up front. Money isn't the mission. Money funds the mission. Let me say that one more time. Make sure that we understand that. Money isn't the mission of the church. Money funds the mission of the church. And the mission is for us to help people find and follow Jesus by seeking and serving others that's the mission money helps fund that mission and if the mission is to be fulfilled we need people like you and like me like you who are a part of our online campus to be committed to lifelong growth and if that mission is to be fulfilled we need people who are willing to be generous over a lifetime with their time with their talents which means I don't get to a certain age and just, well, I've done my part. We keep going. Over a lifetime, we're called to be generous with our time, with our talent, and yes, with our treasures. That's important for us to remember. We are called to be generous people because we are called to represent a generous God. So let's talk about our treasure, okay? Let's, let's move into this, this part of generosity. I used to hate talking about money. Still, it's not one of my favorite things to talk about. But I used to despise it. I used to run from it. I used to do everything I could to not have to talk about it. And then I eventually realized that Jesus seemed to have no problem talking about money. He talked about it quite often. Why was that? he he wrote he he spoke this and Luke recorded it for us to hear that one of Jesus teachings he summed all of this up by saying where your treasure is there your heart will be also whatever you value whatever you treasure your heart is going to be drawn to thinking about it, to talking about it. Your heart was not just your seat of emotions. It was the seat of your will, the seat of your desire. All of that is captured in heart. And where your treasure is, your heart is naturally going to be drawn there. And Jesus wants your heart. He wants all of that part of you. And so he has to talk about what you treasure. And in our day and age, in the financial world that we live in, we are often treasurers of finances and money. And that means I can't be afraid, I shouldn't be afraid to talk about money. Because I want your heart to be captured by Jesus. And so that means that I have to talk about it on occasion, especially if our hearts are so focused there. If that's what we treasure, then I want your heart to be captured by Jesus. And I need this talk too. Because I get a paycheck. I have financial needs. I have student loans to pay and a mortgage and all of those things. And so I need to be reminded, I need to hear the teachings of Jesus that He wants my heart. And if anything, especially money, gets in the way of that, then I need to hear His call. To say, I am calling you to be generous, Jeff. And that means a lifetime of giving your time, your talent, and your treasure to my purpose and to the service of others. So I want you to know that. This is one of those things where I wish I could be up here speaking and down there sitting because I need to receive this teaching as well. I still have places to grow when it comes to generosity. So, how are Christians to be generous with their money? I don't know if you've ever asked that question of yourself. But there are a few ways that we'll talk about today. One, the first one is tithe. Tithe is an important way that we are generous as Christians. Now, if you've not been around or you've not heard that word, although I used it in my prayer today, tithe simply means tenth. And the Jews before us, and the Christians continued this, gave one-tenth of all that they received to the temple, to God. So that... That temple could bless the community around. It took care of the priests, the pastors of the day. But it was there to help. And this was a part of how they were to live. This was a command of God. In fact, in Micah chapter 3, verse 10, we can read, Bring the whole tithe, which means tenth, into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. God calls us to give one-tenth. Now... For their day and age in an agricultural society, that was one-tenth of the food uh, that they brought into the house that helped bless the poor, helped sustain the ministry of the priests who were a part of that. But God called say, do this. Trust me. Trust me that 100% of what you have is a gift from me because I'm generous. And as you trust me and give that 10% and you live on the 90%, trust that I will bless you. Trust that I will, I will provide what you need. God calls us to give, to be generous, and to trust him in all of this. Now, I want you to understand, my CPA didn't get this either. I had one of my CPAs looking at my finances to get ready to do my taxes, which is coming up. And he said, help me understand this. You give 10% of your income back to your job? And I said, no. (laughs) Yes, I receive a paycheck from the church because I am their senior pastor. But I believe in the mission of the church. Church. And the God I serve is generous and He calls me to trust Him because I believe that God has given me 100% of the income I have earned. He has, he has blessed me with it. He blessed me with an education. He blessed me with a family. He blessed me with a calling. He blessed me with the congregation of this church. He has blessed me. And I believe that this God calls me to give to the mission of that church generously. And the bare minimum is that 10%. And I trust that he will help me. He scratched his head and said, Okay. But it's okay. Because that tithe then became a testimony. And I usually say this in our prayer, when we tithe, when we trust that God has given us 100% and asks us to give 10% and we can live on the 90%. It's a testimony to, it's a reminder to me and it's a testimony to those around me that I don't live because of money. I live because I serve a generous God who loved me and gave himself for me and continues to call me and bless me as I trust him with everything, as I give generously to what he has called me to give. It's good stuff. We got to move on. The second part is offerings. We do this by offerings. You may want to think about it this way: tithe might be what's expected. Offerings are what is given extra. Because God has given so much extra to us. Offering is that over and above giving in what He. Has given to us. Now, there are a few ways that we give offerings here at Cross Community Church. One of those we participated in today, and that's alabaster. That's just extra giving that we want to see go out into our world to build churches, to build office buildings, to build all kinds of things, to acquire property so that churches can begin to gather around the world. It's a way we participate. It's an offering. It's extra in giving. Uh, there's the World Evangelism Fund. Did you know that your church actually tithes, that as you give your tithes and offerings, we actually send a little bit over 10% out to help our university, Olivet Nazarene University in Illinois, uh, that keeps the prices down for our Nazarene students. Um, We we give towards missions, and we give towards helping retired pastors. That is a part of how we even tithe and give uh, out from what you give. We give towards World Evangelism Fund. That money goes to help those who are giving 100% 100% of their lives to being missionaries out into our world. That's important. We also give one of 50 giving. This is uh, one if we have 50 people who give $15 a week extra then that begins to go into a fund. That's part of how what helped Pastor Kyle and Morgan to be able to come and be our associates. Now that salary has been wrapped into the general giving of our our, our church and now we're Continuing that so that when God tells us it's time to call the next person, we will have funds to do that. These are some of the ways that we give offerings extra and above. You see, generous people give beyond just tithing of what's expected. Are you okay? Is everybody with me here on this? I know we're talking about money, this is tough. And the televangelists have ruined it all for us. Can I just can I just say once again, if you're watching online and say, "Oh, there's a church talking about money," I want you to know that my salary is set by the church board, because I know that you know that there are televangelists out there that beg and plead for money and have a fleet of their own private jets. I don't even have one. Nor will I get one. My salary is determined. I'm very satisfied with it. Your church board is very generous to me and my family. And we have enough to live on and to give. Tithe and extra. And that is important. I want you to know that as we're talking about money. I'm not trying to whip up a big offering so I can go buy a new car or something. This is for the ministry so that we can accomplish the mission God is calling us to. So, over the next 18 months, we will be going together, and I hope you'll join us. We'll be going on a generosity journey together. You've got uh, some cards on your seat. You can go ahead and pull those out now if you would like to. There it is, right there. And my son is so proud because that picture he got out of one of his video games that we love to play. And we just put it on there because it's a beautiful picture. It's awesome. So let me bring you up to speed on some things before I get into what this generosity journey is all about. You see, a while back, uh, we talked about back in June that God has provided for us. God continues to provide for us as we have participated in generosity. We have seen this over and over again, and I think it's worth celebrating one more time. We realized that we needed a new, we needed new roof shingles for the entire building. Now, I know not many of you have flown over this building, but that's a lot of shingles. But God has provided. As we have participated, we broke it up into three phases so that we could kind of tackle it bit by bit. In phase one, we wanted to get the gathering place. It was in the most need of repair, uh, the, the water had gotten in, or were some termites, and I want you to know that through uh, that, we accomplished this phase through your generosity we were able to pay off the mortgage which able was able to help us that we had a company that was willing to do that work and and help us and and charge us less and and do that work uh, over there and right now as of today that roof is done re-shingled phase 1 done that's good phase 2 yes th- it's worth celebrating absolutely Phase two, we needed the We Care roof and the gym. That was going to be the next one. In fact, when they were doing the gathering place, the roofers tried to walk over just to do an estimate. He took about three steps across and came back and he said, those are so bad, I'm going to do damage just checking it out. So we were wondering, okay, when are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? And I want you to know that Phase 2 was accomplished through God providing a we Care grant and the we Care generously participating with that grant. They wrote out a grant proposal which was accepted to help them with the building where they met. And they decided to use $15,000 to re-shingle both buildings, and then they gave extra to refurbish the gathering place and all the We Care rooms and hallways. There's new carpet. There's new flooring in the gathering place. We were just there for the Super Bowl cook-off. And it was amazing. It was awesome. It looks so good. And all of that phase was covered because God provided through our we care and our we care board who is generous to look to the need and give towards it. That's amazing. And so now we come to phase 3, which is all of this part of the building. The offices, the Sunday school classes, this area that we're in right now, new sanctuary and office and roof. And I want you to know, I've got to be honest with you, the cost to re-shingle all of this space is $75,000. Yep. $75,000. But, God is generous. And He calls us to participate in Generously, and this is going to be a part of what is happening. But then we found something else out. And you may have noticed if you sit in about that section over here that things have been a lot quieter lately. (laughs) That's because that speaker and that speaker don't work anymore, and they're gone. And so my brother, who, is, who does this for a living, was here worshiping with us a couple of weeks ago, sitting right over here, and he said, I think something's wrong with your speakers. And the, uh, and the trustees went up, and sure enough, those speakers are gone, and the amps that run them are on the fritz and on the blink. And so we talked with my brothers, and we're getting estimates and those kinds of things, but we know that it's going to be in the neighborhood of $15,000 to fix and do right. Seems like a lot. See, this generosity, though, I want to say, where does that fit in the overall plan if we're talking about growth? This generosity is a part of what helps us when it comes to the worship aspect of growing and when it comes to the hospitality aspect of growing. Nobody wants to bring their friends into a church where water is leaking through the roof. Or nobody wants to bring their friends, or maybe you yourself don't want to come if you're sitting in all it sounds like is mumbling. Because the speakers don't work. You see, this is how it ties together. This generosity is in those areas. So the total so far is $90,000. Now you may be looking at your sheet of paper and say, so why does the challenge say for $100,000? What's up, Jeff? I thought you said you weren't going out for an airplane. I'm not. (laughs) You see, we have always and I as your pastor have always wanted money to be about the mission. And so I thought if we are going to ask God to bless us and we're going to to lean into Attempting to follow his call to be generous like he is generous, then what if we raised five thousand extra dollars for an, to jumpstart our next international missions trip? And what if we spent five thousand dollars for an in-nation trip to go and help, maybe at Cactus, Texas, or maybe out in Arizona at the at the uh, Native Peoples School uh, that is out there and the ministry that takes place there? We want to see this begin to take place. And this generosity helps us in that idea of growth. It helps us with response, that we can respond to needs, that we can do some outreach, and that we can do some training. Because, you see, ours is a faith we learn by doing. And so when we go and we do an international missions trip or we go to a place within the country to do a mission trip, we learn about our faith. As we go out and generously give of our time and our talents and, yes, our treasure. This is going to be important for us. This type of giving, this last 10,000, is about our local church people, you and me, going out to participate in mission work together. Now, this is going to be different from our World Evangelism Fund Day, which is coming up in six weeks. That day and that giving that we give to you every year is about... Our, so mission trip giving is about our people participating in the work of the mission. World Evangelism Fund is where we, you and I, join with all the Nazarenes around the world to fund others who are in constant missionary work. They have given their lives to go and live in another place to proclaim the message of Jesus to those who have never heard about this generous God. So this money we're giving is for us to go and participate in mission. The money and the giving we'll talk about in six weeks is about sending others and supporting others who have given their lives to do so. So here's our generosity journey, folks and folks online. $100,000 $100,000 in 18 months. Sounds like a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> just to let you know, we've already raised $4,800. Just in that little thing that's called the building fund, because it will go towards this. And I, I just wanted to make it an even uh, $5,000, and so I'm going to be, my family, we're going to give $200 extra dollars. Let's just start out with $5,000, all right? I think that's a good start on our journey. So take out your card. Let's go ahead and grab those. I've got mine here. I want you to look at this. This is going to describe, and I hope that you will take this card, the top portion of this card, home with you. Because it talks about, uh, and put it somewhere where you're going to see it. Maybe it's in your Bible Put it somewhere where you're going to read uh, read this and look at this. It's going to teach us about why we're doing it, what our goal is, what we're looking at. The bottom portion is something in just a minute you're going to tear off as we begin to look. That first box is that I hope that everyone can participate. As you look at it, as God blesses you over these next 18 months, when God provides something, You can commit to participate. I'm going to give some of that towards this generosity journey. Or for some of you, it might be, I'm going to give all of that. When God provides me with an unexpected blessing financially, I'm going to give that on towards the generosity journey. Because I want to see growth happen in my life and growth happen in our church's life. I want to see that. And so I hope that everyone today would be able to tick that box. That top box right there. Some of you... Some of you will want to give a one-time gift, and that's great. Maybe already you have noticed, maybe you're driving in and you're kind of a building person and you notice, man, those shingles look old. That's right. They are 25-year shingles, and they have 24 years on them. (laughs) And uh, if you've been here after a windstorm and you see Keith up there hammering some things in place, (laughs) you'll know what he's doing. If you have decided and you can give a one-time gift, I want to encourage you. You can do that. That's part of that QR code that's there. Or you can write a check or or give generously right through that, that way. Most of us, I think, though, if you're like me, like my family, you'll want to give monthly. And we have figured out that if a 100 people or some smattering or combination of 100 people give $1.83 a day, for 18 months, we will hit $100,000. I think I think we can do that. I mean, that's that's not even a coffee anymore. Can I make my coffee at home and put $2 in a box for the generosity journey? I think we can. And so if you can do that, you can tick that box and do the math for yourself and figure it out. I think I figured it out. It works out to be roughly $60 a month. And in 18 months, it'll be $1,080. bucks. that would be incredible. If you're not a tech-savvy person, guess what? We have something for you right here. Little envelopes that are all, all ready to go, 18 months worth, and you can just take this home with you. It'll put it, put it somewhere where you write your bills or whatever you do, uh, and then you can just put one in and bring that, put it in the offering kiosk, and you can journey with us on this time together. Some may not be able to give, and some may be able to give more. I want you to know this. I want you to hear this. This is not about equal giving. This is about equal sacrifice. That we are called, because God gave sacrificially to us, we are called to give sacrificially on to others. We do that through tithe, yes, But we do that through offering, and together, over the next 18 months, we're going to see what God does as we go on this generosity journey together. So how can I respond? Here are three things. You can pray. That's the first thing. Pray. Pray. How many of you have ever thought to begin anything financially with prayer? the most important thing you could do is to pray about your financial decisions. So I'm going to encourage you and in just a moment, Deb's going to come and play and we're going to pray about our finances and about being on this journey. Number two, you can plan your giving. So in my instance, in our family, what can I give up in order to give, in order to participate? What, what can I let like go of in order to lean in to what God is calling me to do to grow financially? And to deepen my trust in Him. That's important. And third, then you can participate. Envelopes, QR codes, old-fashioned checks. There, there's still this thing they print out called money. You can give it that way. However you choose to participate, but pray about it, plan it, and then participate in it. I know that it will begin. I don't know why I can't figure it out scientifically or spiritually. But there's something about leaning into generosity that deepens your growth in all those other categories that we're going to talk about. Responding to needs. Reaching out to others. Worshiping. Training others or receiving training and being hospitable. There's just something about it, folks. And so I'm going to call you to it. So I want you to take your card right now. We're going to pray here in a second. I want you, if you're with your spouse and you guys have a joint account, pray about it together. If you have separate accounts, two cards, okay? Just take those together. (laughs) Write your name in there. Tick the boxes that you can. But take your card, because in just a moment... When we're when're when Deb is playing, I'm going to invite everyone to come forward and leave this portion on the altar. and if and if you want to take envelopes, you can take envelopes. if there's not enough envelopes, we can print more. But this is how we're going to begin this generosity journey together. I believe it's going to be an incredible thing for us individually and for our church together. You may be worried, but remember, we serve the one, read it with me, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that is at work within us. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. And if you are with the person you make financial decisions with, would you turn in and And pray with them, Lord Jesus, it is never easy to talk about money. And yet you know its ability to capture our hearts and you want to set us free. And so I pray that as my brothers and sisters here and online are praying and thinking about how they can participate in leaning into growth that begins with generosity. Pray that you would lay on their hearts how they are to give. Maybe for some, it is simply, God, I I just don't see how I can do this. But if you provide, we will participate. Help them to know that's enough. To tick that box and be a part of this. And I just pray that they will see you provide. And they would be able to participate by giving. For some right now, God, you are giving a direct amount. Yes, we can do $2 a day. Man, we can do $4 a day. Whatever that is, unify the hearts of couples. Give confidence to those who handle their finances as a single person. Lay upon their heart that amount and help them to trust you. then help us all no matter which box we tick to be able to participate to be open to giving whatever you have laid on our hearts for we pray and ask all of this because we have breath in our lungs we're going to leave this place and go eat food Because we have heat in this place and we have friends who are like family because of your generosity to us so teach us how to be generous we pray and ask all of these things in the name of the one you generously sent to us to redeem us to save us and to send us out filled with your generous love the name of jesus we pray I'm going to give you 30 seconds to fill that out, or if you've already got it filled out, Deb's playing, just come on, uh, go ahead and, and let's place these things on the altar of what we're going to, how we're going to participate, grab envelopes if you need them, and in just a second I'm going to give the benediction and blessing, but go ahead, right where you are, just bring yours, where how you're going to participate, there are more envelopes here if we need them and put those down. All right. Thank you. Thank you. If you're online, you can send that in. I want you to know that you'll receive this card in your email. If you do not have not given us your email, send it uh, to info at C3NAS. No, I'm sorry. info.c3NAS at gmail.com. We'll make sure to get that to you. We would love for you to participate as well. We don't want you to feel left out. You're a part of our community. This is going to be exciting, folks. And next week we'll talk about, we'll talk about responding to others' needs. I'm excited for this series. I hope you'll plan to be with us every week. And as we lean into this together. Would you stand and let's receive this blessing together. And now, my brothers and sisters, here and online, I pray this week that you will all have electricity and heat, food on your tables, that you will know that we serve a generous God. And I pray that you will develop and grow in your trust of his ability to meet your needs. And that you would dare to join with us on this generosity journey as we see what God is going to do in and through us all together. I pray that you would receive blessing upon blessing. And I pray that you would begin to see that you are called to grow in all of these ways. And I pray you would come to know the truth that he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than you could ever ask or imagine because of his power, not yours, his power at work in you. I pray that this would come to all generations of the church, from the youngest to the oldest, and may he receive glory forever and ever. Go in peace. Go in his name. I pray God's blessing upon you as you go and live generous lives this week and always. God bless you. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us online. We'll see you next week.